Isn't he faithful, church? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He came after us. Amen. Well, we had a special treat tonight. As Pastor Daniel is away um, in the lower 48, visiting his daughter who's away at college and preaching and teaching and bringing the word with fire, power, and authority. Hallelujah. Sends his love to each and every last one of us from a distance, but he loves us all the much more as absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> and we miss him tonight, but not so much because he has allowed Brother Wally fiercely to come and deliver us the word of God. Hallelujah. Remain standing as Wally comes tonight and give us the word. Let's give our God great honor and praises. Give my shout of praise. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. You are mighty. You are awesome, God. You are a healer. You are our health. You are all in all, Father. You are a provider. We praise you for it, Father. They already left, huh? Put those words back up. What our God's done for us and what he'll do for us. There's not a wall he won't kick down and tear down. Nothing unconditional full favor love is what it's all about that's really what that reckless thing is it's all about unconditional love because there ain't a one of us that deserve it do we not a one that's what's amazing I mean just no shadow you won't light up mountain you won't climb up coming after me wow that's the God the one who created the heavens and the earth says that about you and I that are nothing but sinners saved by grace but because of his son he doesn't see the sin all he sees is the grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ what he shed on that cross so became more than conquerors because of Jesus let me read the word and we'll sit down whoa there's a presence up here that's like whoa I don't say that lightly it's like whoa Wow. You know, I think I'm going to change the scripture. Oh, this came here. Because of the light again here, this is all I used to read out of. But uh, I love the written word of God. It's phenomenal. If these things fail, guess what I got? I still got this two-edged sword that I carry around. And what an honor to have the word of God that comes alive within us and sets us free. It's, it's such a great honor. I don't think people realize this is God's holy words. It shows the failings of men and the victory of our God. You know, that's powerful. You know, I'm just going to pick a scripture here so you can sit down here. And the scripture I'm going to read you is... so busy praising God I should have turned it on I, I really enjoy praising God you know this God's done so much to me that there's not even words that can comprehend it I mean that's in all sincerity in my heart my God's done so much for me John 14 12 barely, barely, barely I say unto you he that believeth on me the works that I do, he shall do also. And greater works of these shall ye do, because I go to my Father. And greater works shall your people do, my children, than what I have done, because of what God has done for us. Tore down walls, kicked down, you name it, he did it for us, so we can walk more than conquerors. What a powerful thing. Father God, I lift up your word to you, Father. I ask that you'd speak to my heart and my mind. I give you my heart and my mind. I ask that the word that proceeded in my mouth would give you glory, that it would advance your kingdom with such force, such power, and those captives that have been bound up would be set free, and that your glory would fall on your people this night, Father. It's such a measure, Father. They will leave here never the same. 
that your presence will change them. Those that have come here to meet you, Father God, to receive what you've already accomplished on that cross. Healing, Father God. Those that have come to be delivered from bondages. Those marriages that have been hurting and struggling, Father, that come to be healed, Father. We thank you for your joy. The joy of the Lord that strengthens us, Father God. That is our strength that overcomes the things of the world, Father. We thank you for it, Father. I thank you for your word. Let it come alive within us. I ask that the words that would, the people would be receptive to your word, that it would hinder anything that would hinder it, would not hinder them, Father God, that they'd be receptive and receive your word, and that it would transform the way they think and the way they respond and what they do, Father. Let it change this community, change the way we think, the change that we respond, Father God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for your word, Father. Let it be alive in us, and we praise you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. You know, I read that word because <clears throat> I've gone through some, in the last, oh, a little over a week, I've gone through some major, major things. Not little, major. And I'll share what. But I thought to myself, the works that Jesus Christ did, I will do in even greater works. And I thought to myself, oh, my gosh. He has given me all that power and authority and I thought to myself, what am I doing about it? What am I doing with it? That's what I asked myself. It's a real question to ask yourself. And I thought to myself, and I started going through some of the things Jesus did, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. He healed the Roman centurion, servant. You remember the Roman centurion? He came there. He says, I'm a man like authority like you are. Just say the words, and my servant will be healed. He didn't even need Jesus to come to the house to lay hands on him. He had faith. And because of his faith, his servant was instantly healed. That's just one healing. He healed Peter's mother-in-law. He calmed the seas. People say, well, God can send the storms. I'll tell you what. Jesus did not rebuke his father on that seas that were raging there. That's a fact of life. Anything that causes destruction on the earth, I can tell you right now where it comes from. Satan came to steal, rob, kill, and destroy. John 10, 10. God came to bring life and abundant life. Destruction comes from Satan. Period, point, blank. No questions asked. Do we have authority over that destruction? My word says we do. The same works that Jesus did, we shall do. He calmed the storm. That means we have the power to calm the storm, right? That's what it says. I didn't say this. Jesus said it. He went to hell for three days, took the keys away that, 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 that was lost from Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve lost the rights. Totally. Gave them up. Jesus went and took those keys away from him. Took them back. Made us more than conquerors. We don't even have to fight the battle. It's already ours. We've won it. He took those keys away from Satan. Satan has no more right. He has none. He still goes around with a roaring lion. He still causes storms. He still causes destruction. He causes mayhem, murder. You name it. But he doesn't have the right to. Only what we allow him to have the right to. That's what my word is saying to me. You know, about a week and a half ago, I was facing death. Fact of life. I was, my wife couldn't even get a blood pressure on me. I was shaking out of control, and I was ice cold. And my farthest thing from my mind was calling a doctor or an ambulance. I just started praying. And I told my wife, I'm really cold. I need to get warm. And so she, she's a nurse, so she clamps the blood pressure machine on, does all that medical stuff, but... Then she calls Pastor Daniel. If you're going to call somebody, you better go to a centurion who the centurion went to. Call somebody you know is going to pray a prayer of faith over your life. And not pull any punches and believe what they pray. Then she turned around and called another brother of mine. And while that brother was praying for me, and I'm going to tell you right now, people, I was not in good shape. But my mind set like a flint or the things of God. There was just something that happened within me that was not natural. I didn't look to medical. I didn't look to nothing. I just started facing my life with God. 
He's my healer. He's my health. I just had to start within my mind, get my heart, get it from here to here, and let my heart come forth and start speaking life into my own body. Literally speaking God's word, which is truth. I had a lot of room to curse my life. No doubt in my mind. And my wife could have too, but she didn't. She chose not to. She called my friend up, and why my friend was praying for me in bed, the glory of God, his holy presence, the anointing, which destroys the destruction of Satan. The anointing of God, the Holy Spirit is the anointing of God. The Holy Spirit that dwells within you is the anointing of God. It isn't some remedy. It's a love relationship between you and the Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ, and the Father. It's not some guru program God set up and you had to figure it out. He never made it hard. That's religion. He made it easy. Get saved, be baptized in the Holy Spirit. That's really what it's all about. The Holy Spirit brought fire and power to change lives, to heal the sick, to raise the dead, and cast out demons. She calls my buddy up. While he's praying for me, and he's praying in the Holy Ghost, and he is praying with very powerful authority. He lost his son when he was a little boy. He prayed over that son for three days while he was dead and nights nonstop. He didn't get raised from the dead. The very next night, God opened up the heavens and over 40-some people watched. The heavens opened up, literally an open heaven where it was like a big, huge, massive picture room window. They watched an angel swinging this child in midair with angels around the ring singing as this angel was swinging, dancing with this little child. God opened up the heavens just to bless them of where this child is. He was overdosed by drugs. The medical profession basically overdosed the little boy. But this man of God, whom God has blessed since then, be on your understanding. Frog tape, vented frog tape. God bless the socks off of him. Giving, giving, giving. Beyond understand, a man who just gives, give, gives. Worth millions of dollars, and he gives millions and millions away to God's people and God's work and God's kingdom to advance the kingdom of God. This man prayed for me. What do you think happened to me in that bed? I got so drunk in the Holy Ghost, I couldn't stop laughing. Literally, unbelievably, I got instantly, when I started laughing, the joy of the Lord literally nailed me in the gut. You can think what you want. I was very grateful for it. It literally nailed me, and it ended now. I mean, like, now. It was done. Blood pressure, everything just went just like that. I mean, I felt it. It was just like something went just like that, and God just finished it. The song says, they're in a hill, he won't climb a mountain. Anything he won't kick down to take care of his child. That's the God I serve. What a God I serve. That is the second time that's happened to me in my life. The other time, my poor wife, I was in another situation. Blood pressure whacked out, everything went crazy. I mean, an ambulance. Same thing, everything out of control. My father just died a lot of circumstances, and I just was under a lot of pressure that I didn't give it to God. Just like all of us, we try to carry our burdens when we should give it to God because his yoke and burdens are light and easy. Well, sometimes the flesh is a little too strong, and you got to give it a little whipping and say, forget it, devil. Because the devil will torment you with your mind. He will speak things to you. He will constantly, constantly probe your mind and try to get you to act or respond or speak something. Don't do it. Speak the word of God. Don't do what comes to your mind. Cause your mind to be under submission to your heart. The heart should be full of the word. And when the heart starts speaking the word of God, you will have victory. It's not your mind. You can have all the thoughts in the world. It won't change anything. The thoughts don't mean nothing. Like I said before, Jesus had every thought there was. He was tempted by every temptation there was. But he never gave it life. How didn't he give it life? He didn't act upon it or he didn't speak it. We're no different. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in him. So guess what? We have that same authority. We have that same power to change lives. We have to use it. The church has to come alive. 
What happened in that church in Baptist Church in Texas should never happen in a church. There should be guardian angels around the church. We should take the authority. We, have. we don't have to live in fear. What is wrong with us? Satan is the one that did that. That's not that man that did that. Our enemy is not that man or politicians. Our enemy is Satan. He's the one that came to destroy, rob, and destroy. Our weapons are not cardinal. They're mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. Strongholds are the things that get in our mind. That's a stronghold that holds us. Oh, we're not going to be healed. Well, I'll do everything possible, but I don't know. No, you'll never get healed. You have to come and say, by the stripes of Jesus, I am healed. By the blood of Jesus, I am set free. And God gives it to you. God works upon your establishment, your faith, and measure where you're at. He takes you exactly where you're at, and you say, Lord, help me. I believe, but help my unbelief. And when you do that, guess what he does? He instantly helps your unbelief. That's how easy he made it. God loves you. He's not there to torment you and judge you. He's trying to get you out of the fists and clutches of Satan and show you he has no rights. But it doesn't say the darts won't hit you. That dart hit me. It was real. Believe me, it was real. In the natural, I'd be in a hospital and probably be still sitting there yet today. But in the supernatural, God intervened and set me free with his joy, with his anointing. It is the anointing that destroyed the yoke of bondage that was coming upon my life. Totally his anointing. There's no if about it. That's what it's all about. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. It's to anoint us, empower us to do the work that God's called us to do. That's what it's all about. It's to anoint us to be able to walk, heal our marriages, restore our homes, restore our state, restore our community. That's what the Holy Ghost is all about. That is what it's all about. He's a powerful being. He's a triune God. Father, Son, Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost came to us for one purpose, because Jesus couldn't remain here. We needed the Holy Ghost, which could be distributed by every man, woman, and child on the face of the earth that loved Jesus Christ and would ask him to come in and fill him. We have a job to do, and we need to stop Satan from destroying this earth, from destroying the clutches of our church. The kingdom of God needs to advance with such power and authority that we stop playing church games. We don't have time for church games. We're not building this new building to play games. Either that or I'm not building it. They can find some other foolish person to do it because there's no way. I'm here to do one thing, to advance God's kingdom with authority and power and to change the world we live in. That's exactly what your pastor wants to do. He's a man of God that believes in the word. He's anointed by God to do the work. It's not by accident he's here. God appointed him to be here this very hour. I'm not here by accident right now even sharing with you what God wants to do in your life. When you come into this church, when you go to town, whatever you do, know what dwells in you. Know that you have power and authority. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're 90 years old. I don't care what your age Caleb was 90 years old when he took over land and stuff. 90 years old, people. Read it. Steady it. He was an old man when that man did what he did. My God can do it. No problem. He's God. We're no different. Our God can do it. We can take this city for God. We can advance his kingdom. That's our job. Our job, our calling. You want to know what your calling is? To advance God's kingdom with authority and power. You've been called to do it. He's given you the power and authority to do it. You lack nothing. Every man, woman, and child, I don't care how old you are, I've been given the power and authority to advance God's kingdom. You lack absolutely nothing to do it. You are a powerhouse. Satan wants to quench you down. Don't let you realize it. Don't believe it. He's a liar. He's lying to you. You're more than a conqueror. He fought the battle. You're victorious. You don't have to fight nothing. You just got to stand on the word, rein back your thoughts. Our biggest battle is our mind. There's no way around it. It says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of darkness. It doesn't say anything about flesh and blood. Not one word. And our biggest enemy is... That's our biggest enemy. We've got to get that word in our heart. Let that word come alive and let it plant within our hearts so much 
that it changes how we respond to every situation we get in. I don't care what the situation is. Our heart feeds the word of God, and we speak the word of God, and we're not moved by the situation or what we see or do. You cannot be moved by your eyesight or your feelings or your emotions. Their emotions are great. I'm glad my wife has her emotions. I love her for them. Who would want a woman that didn't have any emotions? Oh, my gosh, that would be terrible. I'm serious. The things that we can't figure out or understand are the things we love the most about a woman. It's real. God set it up that way. He knew what he was doing. It's really true. That girl and I will be married 50 years next year. We are going to have a party. No doubt in my mind, 50 years deserves a party, doesn't it? Yeah, that's what I thought so too. <laughs> you know... Back to that ambulance thing. I'll finish that story. I'm laying in the gurney. My wife's standing outside of it. And I've shared this one other time with you. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit said this. Just unction came inside of me and said, praise me. And I just said, praise you, God. I love you. Just that's all I said. Nothing else. It was under my breath almost. It was whispered like because I didn't have a lot of strength. And that thing nailed me in the gut. And I had four men working on me, and I just went out of control laughing. I could not stop laughing out of control. My wife thinks I'm crazy. Of course, she probably did anyway before that. But, <laughs> but I was instantly healed. Everything went to normal. They took me. She said, because I never go to the doctor, she said, um, you're in the ambulance. You're going down getting a checkup. That's how I got my checkup <laughs> and the stress test. I was forced through. They took me there in the ambulance and wouldn't let me out unless I had the stress test. So everything came out great. But the joy of the Lord Amen. set me free. Think about that. Laughter. Of all the things that happen to me in the middle of a crisis, but it changes who I am instantly. Something rises up when that happens within me and just laughter. I just, it's amazing. It's an amazing thing. And it's a God thing. It has nothing to do with Wally. Although I love I love being happy. Happiness is a very important thing to me because of what God's done in my life. He has done a lot. Believe me, if I could write a book about how many miracles my God has performed in my, wife, my life, in my family's life, it would be massive. Not just one or two stories. It would be a massive book. That's how much my God's done in my life since I've been a little boy. He's awesome. He has never ever left me down once. Have I gone through battles? Absolutely. And as I was going through the battles, I started learning who my God was. Learning how to walk. Learning how to stand. Learning how to do warfare. It didn't just come to me. I learned it and I started getting it in my heart and I started standing on it and started walking in it. That's what you do. You take what you know and you walk in it. I've watched people get saved that are born again just two or three days gets no... Just, unbelievable number of people saved. You ever see that? Newborn again Christian just goes out there on fire for God and just starts witnessing one right after the other. What does he know? He tells about how he got set free and he's free and he's happy and he's alive. Something changed from within him in his heart. That's what he's got to share. It's powerful. It's powerful. See, we think we got to go through all these schools and all this stuff to be able to witness for Jesus Christ. Your testimony is one of the most powerful witnesses you will ever have for the kingdom of God. It's our testimony. That's what it's all about. Don't let Satan put you in a place where you don't think you're good enough. Because he's condemning you. And condemnation comes from who? Satan. All condemnation comes from Satan. Fact of life. If you see condemnation going on, know what's going on in your life. Satan is doing a number on you. You tell him to take a hike and go back to hell where he came from. Amen? Conviction comes from the Holy Ghost. That's real. And you know the difference. I'll guarantee you know when you're convicted. There's no doubt in my mind. I know when I'm at the point of being convicted. Holy Ghost gets me and then my wife reminds me later because there's the second one. <laughs> He's laughing over there. That's a guy that's been married for a while. He understands that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, our mates have a way of speaking into our lives that 
It's the hardest one to speak into each other's lives. It's our mates. There's just something about that. But it's still a powerful thing. Because when I stop and think about it, I hate to say it, but usually she's right. <laughs> hey, after 50 years, the truth hurts sometimes. <laughs> Are you laughing, honey? <laughs> you know what I... <clears throat> And the other thing is God gave us the power to set men and women free. We have an epidemic of drugs going on in our nation. In our country, this state is being bombarded because the church needs to rise up and recognize the authority we have. We need to put an end to this stuff. We have the power to put an end to it. Satan's having a heyday and we're allowing it. And the first thing we always see and we speak about all the negative and the destruction... But we need to start speaking as God's word and say, I bind you, Satan. You loose these souls. Enough is enough. We will not give you the city of Wasilla anymore. We will not give you our children. We will not give you our souls. We will not give you our schools. You've had it. We're done in Jesus' name. You go and get out of our lives. Get out of our town. We need to literally, physically, mentally drive back the gates of hell that are binding up our nation, our city, our community, because that's what it is. They have no rights. Satan has no rights. Only what we give them as believers that touch the territory of what we are involved with. God wants his kingdom to advance. He's looking for people to advance. He's looking for you and I to advance the kingdom with power and authority. The last time I spoke, I allowed some of you to demonstrate the power and authority that God had within here that you individually carried. It was powerful. We had five absolute miracles that took place here. I didn't do it. People in this body did it. Why? Because of the unction that lives within you. You'll never know what lives within you unless you go out there and try it and understand what's going on. You will never understand it. You will never know what dwells within you unless you lay hands on We're in a church service last Sunday, or Sunday before last. And the service was going straight down the tubes. My wife and I, we started coming against, we started praying for it. The pastor grabbed the whole of that service and turned that whole thing around. You could see the Holy Ghost literally move without a shadow of a doubt. You could watch God move in that service and change the entire course of that service where the Holy Ghost and the glory of God fell. Literally. When you're in a church service, guess what you have power to do? At the name of Jesus, what happens? You don't think you have the power to ask God to ask his glory to come into this church? It's inside of you. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, and now the pour out your glory on your church. Let your Holy Ghost move upon your people. Let it empower them to change our lives. You need to do that. You want to change this church? You want to come into an on-fire church? Come expecting and come to give. If you have all power and authority within you, you need to use that power and authority to come in here and change lives, change the service so it even goes to another level. Those who are bound out, let the consuming fire of God. Pray, Father God, let the consuming fire of God, your consuming fire, fall on your people, which will purge them. It will literally purge sin from people. Unbelievable. We did that once in a church in Utah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Three hours of worship nonstop. My worship team, no speaking. I never allowed my worship team to say nothing. They get up there and they allow the Holy Ghost to move them from here to here to here. We keep going from glory to glory to glory. We have a great worship team here. Alex is doing a fabulous job. He's a fabulous worship leader. Three hours later, the church was going to go through a big split. I never knew it. About two and a half, two and three quarter hours, people started getting up weeping. The glory of God and the consuming fire of God fell on this church. People in the church started going right up to the pastor, getting on their knees, repenting and apologizing, weeping. It healed the entire church. Nobody said a word. Nobody preached. It's not my enticing words. It's the glory of God. It's the anointing of God that, that is the power. It's the anointing of God that changes lives. It is not enticing words. Paul said that. It's not my preaching. It's not my enticing words. But it's the presence of the Holy Ghost and the power of God that changes lives and transforms the community. 
We could preach until we're blue in the face. You can sit in these, these chairs until you're blue in the face. Until you go out there and do what God's commanded you to do and use that authority God has given you, you will never be content. You will never be happy. You will always be sitting in this church wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. Why do you want more if you don't do what God's already given you? God has given you the greatest gift on the face of the earth, eternal life. Then he turns around and gives us the power that he walked in. The same power that created the heavens and the earth when God spoke. That spirit moved across the face of the earth and changed the earth. That's the authority God has given us. Somehow get that within your hearts and know who you are. You are a powerhouse, so full of God's glory and presence. Perfect? No. God sees you perfect. That's a fact of life. He sees you perfect because he sees through the eyes of Jesus Christ and what he accomplished on that cross. He wasn't beaten unrecognizable for no reason. He did that so we could walk in authority and power. He took the keys away so that we could walk in authority and power, so that we could change our community. It is so urgent to me to get this message within your hearts that it's unbelievable and to get in your hearts who you are. You have power. You have po- Realize that. You have power. When you speak, you have power. When you're in the job site, I'm going to tell you guys something. Inner tie. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, how many years ago we built that inner tie? I was, I was one of the laborers on that job. First day of the job. I started taking that job on as I was going to be running that job. That was my attitude Totally. Second day, the big boss comes up to me and says, you're trying to be one of my line foremen. He says, no, sir, I will be your line foreman. <laughs> he called me a week later and says, you are my line foreman. I'm the only local guy they hired. Why? Because of who my God is. Amen. You want advancement? Go after advancement. I performed my job to, to further my advancement. I didn't just sit back and say to God. I did what it took to do the job so I could get advanced, too. Works without faith. I did the works, and then I moved the faith with it. Both were together. So I worked hard and turned around, and I got a big raise, and I got to run the crew. Not only that, every morning we prayed for for a hundred and some men on that job site. One day our radios were keyed. So all hundred and some people heard us praying for those crews and taking authority that there'd be no harm, nobody would get hurt, and the glory of God would shine through it. People that own this company were Christians. They tried to hire me to stay on with their company, and I said, no, I would not. I'm staying in Alaska because they traveled all over the world. Turned around, we did twice as many drill sites and tower sites than four other drilling crews did. How was that possible? Because of God. I was no better than any of those men. God just gave us favor. Everything we touched and did, he just went boom, 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 boom. That's who he is. He gives you wisdom and knowledge and discernment. He will give you unwitty inventions if you ask him. He'll give it to you in your dreams. Did you know that, guys and gals? God will give you witty inventions in your dreams. You know why he has to give them to you in your dreams? We're so stinking busy on our iPhones and iPads and stuff, he has to talk to us when we're sleeping. It's true. God's come to the point we're so busy with this electronic garbage that Satan is using to the fullest to detour us. That's literally a detriment. I am so sick and tired of all this electronic stuff. I could scream sometimes. I get so tired of it. I got two companies I run. Both of them. Electronics, electronics, electronics. Sometimes I'd like to take that phone and drive over it with my truck about ten times. <laughs> I'm serious. I do feel that way. It's just overwhelming because you've never got time anymore. They've got you all the time. When we go out for lunch now, I shut that thing off for that time we her and I eat so we have some time together. Amen. That's where our world's gone to. And Satan uses that stuff to detour us from advancing the kingdom of God. We get so busy with all this stuff that we don't realize what our true calling is. And the authority has given us to do the work that he's called us to do. And that is to advance God's kingdom with power and authority. To drive back the gates of hell because we have the power and authority. He has no power and authority, Satan. So we have that authority to drive it back. And we need to drive it back. Where two or more gather my name, there should be also. Whatever we call upon it shall be done. There's no might in there. 
Jesus didn't say might. It says it shall be done. If you say unto this mountain, be cast into the sea, if you do not doubt in your heart, heart, not mind, heart is what he said. It shall be done. Jesus was looking at a literal mountain when he spoke those words, guys. Think about that. You are a powerhouse. Grab a hold of it. I don't care if you've only been a Christian for three days. You are a powerhouse for God. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Ghost and filled with the power of God, you need it. You cannot survive without it. You cannot survive without it. You will be beat up without it. That's a fact of life. Satan has no right. When we get the Holy Ghost within us, we have power. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like it at all. The glory of God just falls. You know, many years ago when I was a young man, 17 years old, I got struck by lightning. And I was thrown about 50 feet through the air, just literally blasted 50 feet. I came down on the ground and never touched the ground. I had so much electricity in my body. Just flew all over the place. And all of a sudden, I could feel everything in my mind and my life going through my heart and my mind, just instantly. Flashes through your mind. Everything you've done, just going through like a racetrack. All of a sudden, I came to this point, and I cried out to God, God, I want to live now. And I just cried out to him instantly, out loud. It instantly, something hit my body, and strength came into it. Just, it just turned it around instantly. Boom, when I cried out to God. I didn't do no religious thing. I didn't da-da-da-da-dee, this and that. I just cried out one thing. God, help me now. Nothing else. Boom. Over. It ripped my entire clothing off my body. It was so powerful. I made it up to the neighbors. I was paralyzed from my elbows down. My legs were paralyzed. I could only crawl with my forehands to get onto a tractor. I turned the keys on with the, my mouth and drove up. My neighbors killed the tractor, fell off the tractor. I rolled up to the house, and the, the, the father came and got me and carried me in the house, and my mom took me to the hospital. God just totally miraculously healed me. Instantly, in days, I was healed. I should have died. I should not have lived through that. That's a fact of life. That's where it was at. That's who God is. All I did was cry out to him. I didn't know a whole lot about who my God was other than I loved him with my whole heart. I had nothing else. All I had was my heart to cry out to him. What a wonderful God I serve. I I just sometimes I'm just, sometimes when I go through a battle or something, I just, sometimes I just stop and I just, it, it just brings tears in my eyes. That he would love me so much. I mean, really, that he would love me so much that he would, me, just me, millions of people, me, he takes account of and takes care of. And here's my cry. What a fabulous personal God. He's become literally the best friend this man has ever, ever known. She's number two. That ain't bad coming second to God. Is it? But she is number two. My wife is very important to me. I esteem her very highly because she puts up with a lot. Me. (laughs) You know, I want to do something here. A little bit what I did last week because, you know, I want you to know who you are in Christ Jesus. I want you to recognize the power and authority that dwells within you. You have to recognize it. That it's not just something made up. That it's real within you. And that you walk in that authority. In that power. I know what God's put in my life. I have watched limbs growing out. I've watched people jump out of wheelchairs. I've watched blind eyes get healed by laying hands on them. I've watched deaf ears opened. Limbs growing out that never had. I mean, I can go on and on and on and on in what I've seen. My travels throughout the world. That's who God is. That's who he is to my life. He hasn't changed any. People say, oh, we don't see that stuff in America. I don't know about you. In America, I've been and I see it. I see it quite a bit. America, little girl didn't have a thumb, got a thumb. Man didn't have legs, he got legs. That's America. Then I go on the blind eyes. That was America. Started praying for the man. First thing he seen was sticks. I see men and women talk, walking like sticks. It's really weird. As well, that's a sign I've heard that before in the Bible. It says, I'm going to keep praying. 
So I kept on praying, and all of a sudden, I prayed for that man for 45 minutes. I refused to give in. I wanted victory. He wanted victory. His faith was set up. That man was set up to receive the presence of God. That's the key. The key is you come poor, set up to receive what God has for you. In your heart, not here. Don't try to settle it in your mind. Your mind just goes all over the place. But your heart, your love heart, the heart that loves and the heart that believes and, and, and changes your mindset. It's my heart that changes things. When I don't look at what's wrong on TV or computers or whatever, that's my heart saying, no, that's wrong. My mind says, oh, do it. Oh, do this, do that. I tell the mind to go back where it came from. Forget it. I'm not allowing you to rule my life. My mind does not rule my life. I do not let my mind rule my life. I let my heart, I let the Word of God, which is planted in the Word of God, my heart, I let that rule my life. Not situations, not what's going on around me, but what God's Word says. You have to come to the point that this becomes a part of your heart, and it's planted in your heart to the point... You don't need to know the whole book. Just find the promises of God that retain to what's going on in your life, that pertains to what's dealing with in your life right now. You find those promises, those covenant promises that you deal with in your life, and you grab a hold of it, and you allow it to change your life. It will change your life. It's real stuff. It's powerful. This word is powerful. You have no idea. I can lay this book by faith on a man's body who is dying. He'll turn around and start living just by the word laying on his chest. It'll turn around and it'll start making him live, bring life back into him. Why? It had nothing to do with that word. It was my faith. But I believe what that word would do would touch his life. But he couldn't even get up. That word became so heavy on his chest, he couldn't even lift his body up when he started getting life in it. He could not lift his body up. That's where God is. But we have to respond with heartfelt faith. That's what changes lives. We have an awesome God. We have an awesome church. And we have awesome people. (laughs) You're awesome. You're created by the image of God. You've been put here for a purpose, to advance God's kingdom. And God's given you all power and authority. You're more than conquerors. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. I didn't say that. The Word says it. You lack nothing. You have all power and authority. You have all power and authority. Think about it. Let's just stop on that one alone. All power and authority. You you think the President of the United States has got power? Or your Congress? They ain't got nothing. They ain't got nothing when it comes to God. We join together. We start praying. Even those men start changing their mind and decision-making what they do. Because why? Because we pray with authority, not asking, God, oh, God, please do this. Oh, God, please do that. You will get nothing. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, bombard our president day and night with dreams and visions, with understanding. Put people in his path that would witness to him to speak life into him. That's how you pray. You pray with authority. If God's given you authority, you have to pray with authority. You have to take authority. But if you're going to do it, just beg God for something. That God's already given to you. If I gave you a beautiful, if I went and built you a brand new house, finished it, beautiful home, $2 million home, and you come to me the next day and say, I need to build a new home. Well, you just got a new home. That's the way we treat God sometimes. In his word, in his gifts that he's given us, and the power he's given us. We come back and we start begging God for something he's already given us and done for us. How do you think God feels about that? How do you think I feel about somebody that I asked, I built a new house for, and now he wants to build a new one? It's the same thing. We're saying to God, he didn't accomplish it. That's what we're saying to God. You didn't do it. You did not accomplish it. You didn't give us all power and authority. By the stripes of Jesus, we haven't gotten healed. Why? Because my body hasn't got there yet. I'll tell you what, it won't get there either. If you don't get in alignment with what the Word says, not what Wally says, what the Word says. When it comes to healing, there's only one word. By his stripes we have been healed. He was beaten unrecognizable, so Satan, take a hike. Body come in alignment. From that point on, your body starts rejuvenating step by step by step by step. It says you shall recover in the book of James. People want miracles. 
Miracles are instant. Healing is a time element. Know that. What's happened to the church is we, everybody's looking for this instant miracle. It isn't that way. Sometimes we go through things, the darts hit you, they're real. And so we go through this battle, and that battle just kind of wanes on us, and little by little we feel a little better, we feel a little better, we feel a little better, until we're totally healed. Amen. I've watched people with cancer that stand on the Word of God, bone cancer, totally incurable. Turn that thing around and get out of that hospital bed and walk. Because they refuse to give in to the disease or refuse to give in to the doctors who totally gave them up to die. Totally. My brother was that way. Totally brain cancer. Totally brain cancer. Cancer wrapped around. Cancer is the biggest fear that ever hit the earth. Satan is using cancer as nothing but a major fear factor. You know what it means to us as believers? F-E-A-R. False evidence appearing real. It appears real to us. It's not real. It's a lie of the devil. The devil has fired darts at you. It hits you. You can see it. You can read it. My brother says, no way. I'm not accepting it. I refuse it. He was a baby Christian. He wasn't a man who walked with God for the years. He was only a Christian for probably a year, year and a half. He didn't know a lot of the word, but he knew that much of the word. No, my God has healed me. I'm standing on that. The doctor says, well, you'll be dead in three months. Guess what? He's not dead today, and it's been two, three years now, I think. But that's the key. And he's cancer-free. Totally cancer-free. And it went by itself. Totally. Three months later. He's supposed to be dead in three months. Three months, it was gone. Gone. It wasn't because of Wally. We prayed for him. It's because of his stand on God's truth. As a baby Christian, he had no other choice. He already wrote him off to be dead, so what other choice you got? You might as well trust in God, because he already got you written off as being dead, so so much for that, right? Amen? So you're more than conquerors? You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you? So we're going to take the city for God in our state, and it's time to take America back for God. we got a president who prays. He has surrounded himself with a lot of Christian believers. The least we can do is pray with authority that God would speak to him day and night and God would speak to his staff day and night. God would speak to our congressman and would change him or remove him. Whatever it's going to take so we can go advancement in this country. Until we leave this earth and Jesus comes back to take us off, we have the authority to, to, to rule and reign on this earth. That is our authority. That is our right. It is bought and paid for. You have that right. Go for it. Do it. Amen? Stand up. Is anybody here that needs prayer? Anybody not been baptized in the Holy Ghost and speak in tongues? Because that is really important that we pray for you. Don't leave here without it. And I'm going to let Pastor close the prayer because there's some children that has to be taken care of and going home because of parents. And then I want you to come to the altar. We'll pray for you. And I'm going to pick a few people to also help pray for you that I want to experience what dwells within their lives, that the greatness of God dwells within you. If you need a miracle from God, don't walk out of this place. God's a miracle-working God. He wants to touch your body. He wants to set you free. If you're struggling in your area with any area of your life with anything, pornography, drugs, alcohol, pornography, it doesn't matter what. God wants to set you free and heal your mind and put you on a track of victory. Don't let Satan torment you. Amen? Well, praise God. We are people of authority, whether you think so or not. But as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. We have to change the way that we think. Have to change the way that we view things. You know, and then we then our lives will change. You know, the, the first step in change is humbling ourselves before the Lord. You can't do it by yourself. And you definitely can't do what God has called you to do or be like God has called you to be without God. And we all need God in our life. So I want everybody in this room to make sure that they're right with God. To get God activated in our lives. 
We need to receive him as our Lord and Savior. We need to accept the sacrifice. He paid the price for our sins. We need to make him Lord over our lives so he can lead God and direct us. We need to, some people need to come back to God tonight with all their heart and with all of their strength. We need to lay down the, the foolish things of this world that we've picked up so that our faith can begin to grow again. We can't do it without him. We can only do it with him. So there's people here, you need to receive Jesus for the first time in your life. And I'm going to give you that opportunity. There's other people here that need to rededicate their life to the Lord. You know you've, you've strayed. You know you've drifted. You know you've been caught up in things in the world, and you know you need to make him number one in your life again. So if you're here tonight, with eyes wide open, heart fully attentive, if you feel in your heart, this day God's convicted you right now that you need to receive Jesus or you need to rededicate your life to him, simply raise your hand right now and say, Pastor, pray for me. Anybody out there want to come to Christ tonight? I want everybody in this room to reaffirm their faith with God and repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I'm asking you tonight to forgive me for all my sins. Come into my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my cry. Thank you, Lord, for hearing my prayer. Thank you, Lord, for loving me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you, Lord, that all those that prayed that prayer from their heart met it. That you're Lord of their lives now, God. And Lord, I believe that, Lord, that you want them to be everything that you called them to be and everything that you called them to do, Lord. I pray that you would fill them, Lord, with your Holy Spirit. Fill us all afresh and anew, God, with your Spirit, Lord, that we will believe you for great and mighty things, even for the impossible. For we serve a God that makes a way where there even seems to be no way. That we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Nothing is too hard or impossible for the Lord. So tonight, Lord, we believe you. Afresh and anew for miracles, signs, and wonders in our life. We believe you can do it. We pray these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm going to pray a prayer of dismissal. So people are going to be moving in two directions. One, no matter what you need prayer for. Maybe you need prayer for increased faith. Maybe you need prayer for healing in your body. Maybe you need prayer for an impossible situation or circumstance in your life. Maybe you just need prayer for faith. Whatever you need prayer for tonight, we want to pray for you. So you'll be moving. Once I dismiss, you'll be moving this way. And then there'll be people going out to get their kids and get their families together. Let's do both in a respectful way tonight. Father, I thank you for your people, Lord, who have gathered together in this place, in your name, Lord, who stood under your word, Lord. I pray that you would bless them tonight, God. I pray your traveling mercies on all that are here, God, that they will arrive safe to their destinations, Lord. But most of all, God, I pray for the increase of faith in this house, that we each and every last one of us, no matter which direction we're moving, will begin, begin to believe you more and more for great and mighty things and walk in the authority that was purchased for us by Jesus' shed blood and through his resurrection. Whoa! That in his name we can do great and mighty things. Amen and amen. God bless you as you go.